Love Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the official Redbird Rants podcast, episode number thirty. I am Dr. Michael Miles, senior editor at Redbird Rants. We're going to have a great show for you tonight. This is our milestone thirtieth episode, and I am thrilled to be able to hand this over here in just a moment to Tito Rivera, our junior editor. Great to have him on. Tito, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? I got you. I got you loud and clear. And and awesome. tonight, Tito is joined by his great counterpoint in Josh McDonald. Josh, are you there? I am. All right. And then Tito and Josh are joined Christian Mesozuki. Christian, are you with us? Uh, I believe so. Can you guys hear me? All right, so everybody's here. Guys, thanks for letting me hijack here at the beginning. And I, like I said, I am going to hand it over to Tito here in just a second. But I wanted to make a couple of special remarks since tonight is our anniversary, our special birthday, turning the big year of 30, not really in years, but this is our 30th episode of this, our first season. What an outstanding season. I wanted to just give a, a couple special thanks to some people who've helped us out along the way. Big, huge thanks to the head of the MLB division for Fan Sided, and his name is Chris Hedrick. Thank you so much, Chris, for helping us out. There's a guy named Michael who works for Fan Sided as well. He has been instrumental in helping us put together our, our podcast, making sure that our graphics were good and everything ready to go that way. And then I just want to give from the bottom of my heart a couple of special thanks. Special thanks to Brendan Voigt, who uh, used to be with us and comes back every now and then. Brendan was a huge help in getting things kicked off, helping us uh, start the first couple episodes in SoundCloud, helping us get uh, some of our intro music together and stuff like that. And he was very instrumental in that. But really the big, big thanks goes to Tito. Uh, Tito, to you, a huge thanks for having the idea. Josh for jumping in and helping out as well. And really just helping us put together a way to expand the reach of Redbird Rants into a realm that reaches our audience. And I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of the whole Redbird Rants family, thank you to all of those names mentioned and to all of our bloggers who join us along the way, all of our writers, a huge special thanks to you guys for coming. Uh, even those that have left us like Trevor, who comes back to do some podcasts and an occasional article here and there. But really, we've really made this a solid piece. I'm proud of it. I think that you guys, especially you three with us tonight, have really helped us make this a gigantic piece of what is Redbird Ranch. And so, again, just thank you, thank you, thank you. And, hey, Tito, I'm going to give it over to you now. I'll be running things here from the booth. And you guys have a great show. Light the candles on this 30th episode and just knock them dead. Tito? Thanks, Dr. Miles, and, and thank you for those kind words. Um, 
you know, this has always been something that I've wanted to do. And I know, you know, Josh and I have been friends for a very long time. And, you know, we both share a huge passion for the St. Louis Cardinals. And, and I know, obviously, Christian does, too. So, you know, we're excited to bring the podcast to people, to our audiences, wherever, wherever we are in the world. And so I, I also want to say thanks to you, Dr. Miles, for, for giving us the opportunity to, uh, to babble on like idiots for, you know, about 45 minutes to an hour. So, gentlemen, let's get right to it. Playoffs are still up in the air right now. The Cardinals are clinging on to a 5-3 lead against the Chicago Cubs as Carlos Martinez is getting taken out of the game right now. Unfortunately, yesterday with, uh, with losing, the Cardinals were eliminated from the division race but still have a chance to make it into the wild card in the second slot. And they're only two and a half games out currently. Um, but if they win and the Rockies lose, they'll pick up a full game. However, Colorado is winning right now 4-0 to in the top of the fifth. They are at home. So they're looking very comfortable. You also have to worry about the Brewers. They're winning as well against the Cincinnati Reds, a team that we can't even beat on a consistent basis. So, guys, this is where we find ourselves. This is how it's all playing out. And, again, uh, we keep saying it. It comes down to the, vi- to, to the division, and we'll talk about that. So let's, let me get your thoughts, Josh, on, on where, do you, where the Cardinals find themselves tonight. Yeah, you know, before I jump into that, I think one of the main points, and it goes right to the the whole postseason race, is Carlos Martinez was taken out two innings too late, in my opinion. I think that just that's going to be a problem going forward. I, he clearly didn't have it, and it could have cost us. We're lucky to be up five to three right now. Um, you know, I have been on the fence for couple days now because I am always committed to believing the best in a team, especially one of my teams. Um, and it's always been to a fault for me. It's went out or nothing at this point. Um, that's including tonight, six games that you need to win uh, to make the playoffs. I don't think there's any other way around it because, you have to hope that Colorado loses. And in this scenario, you're sweeping the Brewers this weekend, which is not easy. There may be room for one loss, but it can't be against the Brewers. It has to be against the Cubs. And you have to hope that the the Rockies and the Brewers drop a game or two in the next couple days because you're still going to be back at least two games. You You have to get a lot of help here, and they dug this hole themselves. They did not show up again over the weekend against Pittsburgh. They got swept by the Cubs. And it's just kind of the a microcosm of this team this year. Um, it's crazy how they can get, this, get fans' hopes up repeatedly with this amazing play and follow that up with just absolute duds. I'm hoping to see something uh, impressive over the next week, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Sure, and, and certainly I don't blame you because, as you mentioned, this roller coaster of a season has taken Cardinal Nation on a wild ride. But honestly, you know, I've gotten, got, I've gotten used to it since 2011. You know, we have a bunch of those things. 
Now, Christian, what do you what do you make of the playoff scenario right now? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's definitely going to be real tough. Um, I think before the whole debacle with um, <clears throat> with the Chicago earlier, I think the uh, before we got swept by Chicago in that series, I think that the Cardinals really had a chance to take control of their own destiny and to really establish themselves as a postseason contender. But now looking at the number of games left, looking at the way the team has played, it's really not in their, I don't think it's really in their hands anymore. I mean, at the end of the day, like Josh said, we got to hope for Colorado to lose. And when you're hoping for Colorado to lose against a Miami team that has played decent but who has struggled for the most part to really play up against top-level competition, and you have the Dodgers who are more likely than not going to rest their Kershaw and their Darvish and their, their pitchers the last series of the season. So I think it's, even if the Cardinals, I mean, the Cardinals not only have to win out, but we got to hope for something out of, out of Colorado. So I, I just, I don't, not only do I not see the Cardinals sweeping just based on the inability to capture momentum, but I do see the Rockies picking up a couple of these games and I just don't see the Cardinals being able to make it at this point. Yeah, and and it's funny how it works that it comes down to the schedule like this because of how the Cardinals' schedule ends up with Chicago and Milwaukee, you know, their last seven games. And you look at a team like the Rockies, who's, you know, their last six games are against, you know, the Miami Marlins, and then a Dodger team that's already clinched the West. And as you mentioned, Christian, could probably, you know, settle – to rest their pitchers, and I certainly wouldn't blame them by any means for doing that. So let me ask you guys this. Now that the Cardinals are find themselves in this position, two and a half games back for everybody that's listening, do the Cardinals, with a win today, have enough steam to get through the, re- the next two games with Chicago and then – that three-game series with Milwaukee, Josh? Um, I think for me this is kind of a two-parter because I think when you separate the team by pitching and batting, I think one of them has has it and I think the other doesn't. And I'm worried that the pitching is the one that doesn't have it. Uh, I think we've kind of hit a wall with a lot of our guys, and that's because we're relying on younger guys. Jack Flaherty and Luke Weaver, I think, have kind of hit that rookie wall, which is completely understandable based on the innings they pitched. Carlos doesn't look exactly how he sh- we would like him to. And Lance Lynn hasn't been the pitcher he was earlier this season. So the offense has been there more or less, continued to hit to a point, but the pitching is a problem. I don't – we haven't really had a great – pitching outing in a little while so I just think the innings have racked up and we're kind of leaning on them a little bit and I don't think that we're gonna get as much out of them as we need to be able to get to where we want to be so so you're saying that the Cardinals they won't win out they won't win the next six games I absolutely not I can't see it I'm shocked I'll be 
happy to see them finish this one off because they have put themselves in far too many just dire situations already. They they let the they let the Cubs have the bases loaded, no outs, and somehow they worked around that. That's not gonna that's not something you're gonna be able to work around every time. You can't let that stuff happen. Hopefully they can pull this one out, but I just don't see them winning six more. Okay. So that's that's all fair. Christian, I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, first, before I get into that, uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Lance Lynn. You know, when the Cardinals (laughs) really needed it most, when I really – well, when the Cardinals really needed it most and when I really didn't need it most, you know, I really needed Lance Lynn to blow up for that fantasy league. And you know what? He blew up harder than anyone – you could possibly imagine. And I, I mean, that was, if that's his last game as the St. Louis Cardinal, then thanks for the 200 bucks, man. That was a wonderful parting gift. But anyway, uh, to get to your question, I think that the idea of having enough steam or I think that idea with this team is so, it's so very difficult to, to say that this team can even do that. I'd like to go back, for example, I'd like to go back to August when this team won, what is it, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row, you think, oh, my God, they got it together. They're ready to go. And then they go ahead and lose 10 of 16. And not just 10 of 16. They lose a series against Pittsburgh. They lose a series against San Diego. They lose the series, can't score against Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, these are just not only are they losing, but they're losing to teams that are just way below playoff level, way below their own talent level. Like, it just feels like no matter what they do, no matter how much they win, no matter how much things seem to gel, there is no such thing as momentum for this team. This team can score six runs, 11 runs one day, and then turn around and score six total runs over the next six games. It's just there's something about, like, there is no ability to carry over momentum for this team. It's just been so very inconsistent. And that's why I just can't see there any way making it to the playoffs or even winning even half of these games. Yeah, and guys, I'll be honest, you know, when the final 22 games were about to start, I, I tweeted out, you know, that the Cardinals were going to go 15-7 and seven in their last 22, and they would make it to the playoffs in game 161, uh, reaching 87 wins at that point. And, you know, for for a second, you know, we rip off three in in Pittsburgh. Then we get two in a row, or then we make it four in a row against Cincinnati, and then they lose one, and then they win one. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm in a good spot. Then they lose three to Chicago. And I'm thinking, okay, not so good anymore. And and that just speaks to what you're saying, Christian, is that just when you think the Cardinals have the momentum, because if you guys remember, I was pretty much touting the Cardinals as the best team in the Central right now, and they go into Chicago and then just get smacked. I mean, literally smacked to the ground. And it's it was really tough because I truly think I, I truly think that the Cardinals 
should have won this division easily. The Cubs, while playing better now, they honestly don't scare me that much. And I don't know why so many people are so are afraid of the Cubs. Yes, they have a great lineup, but their pitching has not been that good. John Lester looks okay yesterday, but that was what the first time in you know ever for him this season. So the inconsistency of the Cardinals, yes, puts a huge doubt in my mind, and I'm wondering. I'm wondering if the Cardinals can make it. I, I I don't know. I'd like to say yes, that they will win out, but that's tough to do. They're, you know, if they hold on today, they're 5-12 and 12 against the Cubs in the entire season with two more games to go. Doesn't scream great. They don't have a winning record against Milwaukee either. So, you know, I'm hesitant to say that they're not going to make it because I think I'm catching a little bit of what Josh says. You know, I only want, you know, I I just have a feeling that they're going to win because it's a team I like. But it's tough to say. I I, I still think they can make the playoffs, but as we've noted, it's going to take a lot of help from teams outside. So, guys. Now that we've kind of talked about that a little bit, I, I want to ask this question. I, and I'll start with you, Christian. Was the weekend against the Cubs in Wrigley, this last one, was that the nail in the coffin to you? Uh, I think so. I mean, it was a foregone conclusion for a while for me, but I was – kind of hopeful, you know, as a team, as a fan who wants to see the team make the playoffs, who wants to see the team succeed. I was on that Homer hopeful bandwagon. You know, I, they were gathering momentum, like, oh, there is a mathematical chance they could sneak in, you know. But that loss to the Cubs, the, not only the manner in which, like, not only the fact they lost three, but in the manner in which it happened, the inability to score, the, just the sloppy play, it was, as the team itself sort of nailed its own coffin, it, it looked like they gave up. It looked like that they were just out of steam, out of motivation, out of something. They, were, they didn't have enough gas back then. And sure, they come off and win four in a row after that. And, I mean, that's just the, the microcosm of this team. But, I mean, I think that was really telling as to what this team really is. Josh, same question. Do you think that Chicago series was the nail in the coffin for the Cardinals this season? I think that it kind of exposed the team back to reality, but I don't think it was the nail in the coffin. Um, For me, the nail in the coffin was the series this past weekend against Pittsburgh. You were – you were in it again and they, you were given another opportunity to set yourself up for what could have been the biggest week ahead. You failed to pick up a game on Saturday and then you failed to keep your game the next day. So not only did you lose two games in the standings Saturday and Sunday, but you just kind of 
went back to the status quo of this team getting slapped around by a team that's not as good as you. So that, to me, was the nail in the coffin because of everything that it it meant going forward. It just – where could the Cardinals be right now if they would have won Saturday and Sunday is a really big deal to me because I think if they win those two games, we're looking at this weekend series potentially deciding who goes to the playoffs given that requires us to not – lay an egg against the Cubs, but confidence is a big thing, and I think that could have been really helpful going into the to this series against Chicago. So this one's a tough one for me, and I, I see your argument, Josh, and I, and I agree with it slightly, but I'm going to have to go ahead and also say that I think, and I'm going to agree with Christian more, is that that Cubs series – was the nail in the coffin for me if they don't make the playoffs, obviously. And the reason I say that is because coming into that, they had won five of their last six. Had they gone and won two of those games, they would have been seven and two, you know, to start those first 20, you know, those nine of those first 22 games. Then we saw what happened with Cincinnati. They win three in a row, and then they go into Pittsburgh. So that at that point, you would have been thirteen and two. In in you know in your first twenty two games, or or to start the twenty two game stand, you know against the division, and you think to yourself, man, if the Cardinals just would have played that much better in Chicago, not one, not only are you probably ahead in in the division at that point. But even if you weren't ahead in the division, the Cardinals would be leading the wild card spot, and everybody would be chasing them. So to me, that series really spoke and said, you know what, Maybe, maybe they just don't have it this year. And it sucks to say that because, again, as we've mentioned so many times tonight already, this season has been so up and down with so many highs and so many lows. I mean, I think, you know, I think we can all three of us would agree that the lowest part of the season was that 10 game losing streak uh, in the first half after we ripped off an incredible May seven games in a row, excuse me. (laughs) Um, But that series it just told me we gave it our best shot. We'll play out the rest of the games, and if we make it, we make it. If we don't, we don't. And what really, really ticked me off, though, I got, and I want to get your guys' comments on this before we take a break, is Mike Matheny, you know, mentioned the urgency factor with this team but, guys, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it at all this year. Not at, at one point have I sensed that the Car- this Cardinal team is playing to win at all costs. Josh, what do you think? I don't think the leader of men has the ability to incite in, an inspirational deal in this team. I don't think he has the ability – to put forth a sense of urgency because we we don't see it from him. We can't see him be that intense person outside of the, what, two times he's been tossed this year. He gets real intense in those. 
But unless he's a completely different person in the dugout or in the clubhouse when we don't see him, I don't think he has that ability to incite that. And that's a problem because, as you said, there needed to be a sense of urgency with this team. It was obvious. They did not, at times this year, it looks like they're the Miami Marlins just floating around doing whatever and really not caring that much. Sorry, Miami, but that's kind of what Jeffrey Loria has done to you. Um, I just don't think that this team has the ability to or knows how to show a sense of urgency. I don't think they have the personnel, and I definitely don't think they have the manager. Yeah, and and that and that's you know we'll, we can go on and on about Mike Matheny being the right manager, but Christian, do you agree with what Josh is saying? I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. Well, I mean, I will give Mike Matheny this, okay? So the team has three four-game win streaks in September, and they had three win streaks that were four games or longer the rest of the season. So, okay, perhaps game by game they might be taking it a little more seriously. But, I look, I said this earlier in the season. I've been saying this. You Even with teams that struggled, like in 2006, you know, 2011, they weren't the greatest teams in the season. I get that. They're, they're kind of like mirror this sort of level of success of the team and the struggles. I do get that. But, like, I, the difference in those teams, there was a lot of gutsy veterans. There are a lot of players who really wanted to win. And there was, there was, you could see that desire and that urgency, that never give up, you can't quit attitude once you you reach the playoffs and even like before coming in, like the personnel just had a very gutsy sort of attitude and obviously have Tony La Russa. So that, that really helped looking at this team. I mean, at the end of the day, you could say they want to win, but there is a lot of youth. Yachty is sure. Yachty is a guy that you can rely on to be a leader uh, but, I mean, he's had his thing with the manager this season, so that doesn't help. I mean, Wainwright, you can say, can be a leader, but at the end of the day, if you, he, wasn't, he just hasn't performed up to the standard that we need him to perform. So, I, I mean, I just think that there was just something about this team that isn't there, that aspect that would make them elite, that desire, that urgency, that sort of, that we've been talking about. And I think it goes from the top. It starts from the top with Matheny, like you guys said. And, I mean, I just – I mean, you got to give them a little credit. They are – they might be being a little bit more urgent. And then, like I said, they have really been trying to string together wing streaks, apparently. But, I mean, with the downturns that they have, there you can you just – I uh, – that's all you can really say. Yeah, and and listen, I I think part of this is that Matheny, I think he can be a serviceable manager. I'm not going to lie about that. I think there are days where he does a great job, and there are days where, you know, kind of like yesterday and a couple over the weekend where he was just dumb. And, you know, for the longest time, and, you know, I'll – you can you'll probably have heard me said it a couple times is that I think his bullpen his bullpen management is the worst 
in the major leagues. And I think we all get frustrated by it too. But I hate when people, and I'm not, I don't mean this in an offensive way, but I hate when people use the excuse of, well, veterans want to win. And I know you said, you know, I'm, I'm sure the guys want to win, but I don't, I don't see that as a valid excuse, and I want to hit on that a little bit more after we take this break. So if you're listening, stick, stick with us. You're listening to the official Redbird Rants podcast. This is episode 30, Milestone for Us. Stick with us. Okay, welcome back to the official Redbird Rants podcast. I'm your host, Tito. I'm joined by Josh and Christian, two of our contributors And, guys, we left off with the topic of veterans or rookies or young guys, you know, whether they want to win or who has the edge on that. And before the break, I was saying, you know, I I, I don't take particularly well to that because if it were me, I don't care how old you are. You play the game to win. And I'm not saying that they play their game to lose or that they like to lose, but in my opinion, the urgency to win should always be there because as you can see and as we see here now, you know, think of the start that the Cardinals had and look where they are now. And, and, you know, I just get frustrated when, you know, when other people say, you know, well, you know, the early games don't matter. Really? Because they, they certainly do matter now. So, uh, you know, Christian, I, I'm sure I'm not really stepping on your toes, but maybe just a little, elaborate a little bit more about why you think the veteran leadership just means that much more. Well, I think in particular um, it's a matter of – it's not only a matter of wanting – to win and playing with that desperate urge, it's knowing how to play with that kind of urge. I think that guys like Beltron, guys like Berkman, guys like who have not who have either fallen close, who have experienced playoff defeat, who know not only know the feeling but know what it needs to be done in order to sort of get to that plateau. I think is. It's just there's a completely different sort of outlook on it. I think that like veterans, I think, understand. They sort of understand the importance of making the playoffs a little bit more than the rookies do just simply because they don't have as much time anymore and that they want to experience that success as quickly as possible because they don't know how much longer that they can and they can be a part of that role. So I think that just both – I think naturally – just in my opinion, I think that there are some guys like that, especially that the Cardinals have had in particular. I'm not saying that all veterans are like that, but I'm saying that there are guys on that team in particular that sort of have an edge to them and the desire to win. You know, a guy like Beltron who came up short of the NLCS, I mean, even though we didn't win with him, we got close. That was like a guy who could come through, who we knew we could come through. A guy like Berkman, who had been in the league for a while, who hadn't quite gotten there, but at the end of the day, you know that he was going to give it on every play, and you know that he knew how to give it on any, every play. With guys like DeYoung, guys like, you know, younger guys like that, at the end of the day, they've never 
been there, so they don't understand particularly not only what it takes, but sort of the the pain that comes with losing it. So I think that once this team experiences something like that a little bit more, if they have players that experience that a little bit more, I think that possibly more urgency will come. But with especially specifically with guys who have never been to the playoffs before, I think that that urgency level is there is definitely just a subconscious difference in their desire level. Josh, um, now that you've heard Christian kind of elaborate a little bit more, let's get your thoughts on this subject. What what does the veteran leadership mean to you in terms of urgency? I think it's interesting because Christian named a lot of former players um, and their roles in the team, but there was one name that he uh, that he didn't mention that I think is the most important. Um, I think what you have in this clubhouse is you have a guy like Agati, you have a Wainwright, who are veterans who have been around a while, but, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, they don't have a veteran to get in somebody's ass. And I hope you guys have already figured out who I'm talking about, but Chris Carpenter was a bulldog. He was the epitome of what you need to get a sense of urgency. He didn't let guys take, take things off. He was it Brendan Ryan. He started yapping at when he misplayed the ball. I mean, that's, that is the guy who creates a sense of urgency. Now I, I'm kind of 50-50 on Christian's point of the young guys versus the veterans because all of these guys have experienced success at some level, and I think that they understand how to win. But I think when the veterans come in is where you get to understand succeeding on a major league level and making it 162 games. I think that's where they come in. I don't think that veterans are needed in as much to get every player there, but there's guys that, you know, they'll hit a rookie wall and they need to talk to somebody who has played 162 games and figure out how to get past that and keep pushing forward. And to me, we have guys that can do that, but we don't have a guy who can inspire this team to do better and to just excel and that was Chris Carpenter. I think there are guys who have attitudes like him, a la Lance Lynn, Tommy Pham, but I don't think they're using them the, the, those attitudes in similar fashion. Yeah, and, and maybe to your point here, that, that last point, Josh, is that it seems like Lance Lynn and Tommy Pham like to do their talking to the TV instead of to their teammates. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I mean, I think that they do it to the TV. And, I, and I'll give them this, they do it to themselves, too, because, I mean, you watch Lance Lynn or Tommy Pham after they've done something wrong, they're yelling at themselves. They're mad. So they'll get into themselves, but they'll also spend a lot of time talking to the media. And I think that that's not really what you need. That's not – that doesn't do a lot. If you Unless you're doing this in a closed clubhouse that we can't see, I just don't think you're using that as well as you could be. Yeah, and, yeah, Tommy, Tommy Pham, you know, you know, we've seen him make comments, and Lance Lynn makes comments, but 
have you guys seen anybody else making those kinds of comments? I not that I can think of. Christian, uh, you got me on that one. Yeah, and, and and so that may be to Josh's point that there is no leader. And look, while Lance Lynn yes has you know won a World Series, been to multiple World Series, been to NLCSs and whatnot, Tommy Pham hasn't really experienced it as much, and. That doesn't necessarily mean that they don't know how to handle themselves, because um, Lance Lynch cer- cer- certainly should. But I think the the approach of Tommy Pham of trying to get his teammates inspired, personally, it should be done in the clubhouse. If you're going to try and stir some stuff up on, you know, get it out there on the media, and maybe that's not his intent. But it doesn't really help in the sense of like, hey, it doesn't matter what I say to to the media. It matters what I say to the to the person that's actually performing. And for instance, you know, if if uh, Adam Wainwright doesn't make a pitch, Yadier Molina should be telling him, hey man, what's going on, or you know, something to that nature. But that kind of urgency, I don't think, has actually you know been made. So. Uh, it, it's a, it's a tough situation, and I certainly understand your side of it, Christian. I just think veteran leadership can only take you so far. Everybody still has to perform, and everybody wants to win. And and speaking of winning, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic, and that is division play. And we've got about eight or so minutes left, so we'll spend the rest of our time talking about this. And guys. When it comes to looking back at this season, when it's all said and done, the Cardinals are, are going to probably end up, you know, right around the 500 mark with their division play. Is that a telltale of the season, or were we better than that, Christian? Uh, I mean, it's really tough to say. I mean, I think a big – telling factor was how hard, I mean, I've been saying this all year, but my goodness, I'm trying to find a number again, but the Cardinals were just absolutely abysmal on the road this year. And not just abysmal, just abysmal in comparison to what they, like how normally, how abysmal they usually are. Okay. So let me get you these numbers. So in the last, since 2010, there have been, three years where the Cardinals have had net losing road records. Okay. 2010, 2012, and 2014. In those years, the Cardinals went around 500 in divisional road series. Okay. This year, they've only won three divisional road series, and they've lost, I think, six now. And they've tied two. They've, only, they've scored about a run or so less than they normally do. And they've also allowed about a run or about, no, sorry, about a little under a run more on the road versus NL Central opponents per game. I just think that right there, just the inability to convert on the road when you really need to against the opponents that you not only see all the time, but you really need to compete with. I just think that that was very telling of the fact that this team just 
and when it pushed him to shove it, they just could not get it done. So do you think it's it's just more indicative of how the season went, or is it, you know, something that, uh, you know, we just chalk up and say, you know what, that's just how this season went? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it really is just how the season went. I mean, it's just a, it's a rather uncharacteristic season for the Cardinals at the end of the day. I mean, and I think that the struggles on the road – are sort of a a microcosm of why they, they struggled. But, yeah, I really do think it's just one of those things where you just got to chalk it off. It's just, it's just a really bad season. Okay, fair enough. Josh, let's get over to you. Divisional play, you know, you just heard Christian say, give you all those stats. I'll ask you the same thing. You know, was this season's divisional play – indicative of just how, you know, average the Cardinals were? Or is this more of a, you know what, this is how this season went, next year is going to be different? I think it's a combination of the two. Um, I think mainly you have to look at how poorly this roster was put together and how poor the bullpen was used in these games. Because you look back at how many games the bullpen blew early on, we're in a different, completely different situation if they're better. Um, but I do think things will be different next year, but I think that's because that they will make moves. They realize that they don't have the team that's going to handle business in the Central, especially when you're not beating teams like the Reds on a consistent basis. Things have to change. So when this team misses the playoffs, and I hate saying that, I'm ready for this off season and I'm ready to see what Bill DeWitt and John Mozeliak are going to do because I think they realize something has to change. Yeah. And I think the most telling sign and I, you know, I'll get you guys' opinion on this here in a second is, is the record against the Cubs. You know, I, again, I am not worried about them necessarily, but, when you only win, you know, if they hang on tonight, five of 17 games in a season against your biggest rival, shouldn't that tell you something that, hey, something does need to change, Josh? Oh, 100%. Whenever this whole situation happened where the Cubs got better and everyone got excited, Cubs-Cardinal games are going to matter again. Cardinals started falling off, and now they don't matter again. So we need to get to the point where those games are intense. No one knows who's going to go in and win that game instead of what we've seen the last year and a half, which has been Cubs pure domination over a Cardinal team that has just been pure disappointment. Okay, Christian, record against the Cubs. Something has to change, right? I mean, it's definitely clear. I think that a big telltale of, a good team versus a bad team, no matter how you put it, no matter how talented they are. I think the real difference you can say is consistency and your ability to play with those elite, with those teams that you need to play against. So, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're looking at, you can't go that poorly against your rivals. So, I mean, you really need to get to a point where you can really compete with, with them on a consistent basis. I mean, at the end of the day, there's no way to sugarcoat it. All right, guys, we've got about, you know, I want to say 30 seconds remaining. Just quickly give me your guys' World Series 
picks. Christian, we'll start with you. Oh, World Series picks. I'm going to go uh, – my boy is a Boston fan, so I'm going to go Boston, and I'm going to go uh, the Nationals, and I will take the Nationals because I just think yeah. that they're really talented. Josh, quickly go. Cleveland, Washington, Cleveland,